Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com and draft.com, where if you use the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry to your first draft. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Mike, I don't even want to waste the minutes asking you my special question of the day because today we're talking about the Bulls. And I feel like you have a lot to say about the Bulls, so I'm going to save the time. I appreciate that. It's about the nicest thing you've ever done for me. Um, This is the episode I think everybody's been waiting for. All the uh, Patreon subscribers, special shout out to them. Patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You get exclusive content. You can get entry into Tyler's uh, Fantasy League. All of them have been excited about the Chicago Bulls podcast. Here we are, the moment everybody's been waiting for. It is time to preview one of the greatest franchises in the history of sports, the Chicago Bulls. So are you excited to watch the Bulls this year? So it's been a long, it's been a long road. Um, as, as Long-term listeners probably know, and and maybe some of the new people out there probably don't. Uh, I uh, just recently uh, stopped being a season ticket holder for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I've been a Chicago Bulls fan my whole life. And um, this is the first time I've been sort of interested in watching Bulls game without the dread of potential injuries or incompetence, uh, just, just completely hanging over my head at every turn since, I guess, the first Derrick Rose injury. So you're excited and you gave up your season tickets. What what kind of logic is that? Uh, I'm broke. I don't have any money. <laughs> All right, that's fair. So that's a, that's a good reason to give up your season tickets. No, I, I figured uh, a lot of people give up their season tickets lately and Get back on the waiting list, and uh, by the time this uh, this new, I guess, I don't know, there's no name for this Bulls team yet. It's uh, Baby Bulls 2.0, maybe. Um, no one's no one's given them a name yet. There certainly aren't the Hoy, Hoy Boys, the Hoyberg Boys. That's a terrible name. The Hoy Boys. I'm going with that one. <laughs> that sounds like some 80s pop band, the Hoy Boys. Here come the Hoy Boys. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible, like... Uh, Taiwanese uh, late night show. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Uh, but no, the Chicago Bulls, I'm excited about their season. I think a lot of people are. Um, I think their over-under is 28. That feels, that actually feels low. They are um, very young. They're not going to play any defense. And they're going to spread the floor out and shoot a bunch of three-pointers and run the floor and be young, and it's it's going to be good. They are probably going to be one of the three worst teams, though, right? I, I don't think so. I really don't. I don't okay, think who, they'll be I, – I, I could say uh, Atlanta's going to be worse. I'll give you that one. Orlando is going to be worse. I don't know about that one, Michael. I'm Orlando. on the fence. Orlando's going to be worse. Phoenix is going to be worse. The Kings are going to be worse. I'll give you the Kings. The Nets are going to be worse. The Nets, maybe. I'm not giving you Phoenix. I think Phoenix is better than Chicago this year. 
Give me that roster over Chicago's. Well, that's just that's ridiculous. That's not true. Um, Phoenix has like the three best players in that. Hmm. Devin Booker. I'm not. I, I don't. I, t- try to t- tell me who is who's better than Lowry Marketon on that team, other than Devin Booker. For real basketball, I For think real be basketball. Better. I think Aiton will be better. Um, okay, that's. Uh, I I disagree, but all right. And I don't know. Trevor Reese is old now, so I won't say him. No. It's probably only two. They got the best player, and maybe the third best player. But Chicago's got two, four, five, six, seven, eight. I don't know, man. Don't 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 even try to tell me Zach Levine's good, man. Like, okay, I, he might score twenty points a game, but he's given up thirty five. He's a net negative yeah, if you're trying to win basketball that's games. Fine, but scoring is still important. So, like, he's not uh, worse than uh, whoever their bench the bench player. He wouldn't play on the bench in in Phoenix. I don't know, man. He's a starter in Phoenix. At least so. give me the shot to to develop Josh Jackson over him. Yeah, whatever. All right, let's get to the fantasy portion of this uh, podcast. Tyler, uh, Chicago Bulls are out there. Uh, they, they they have some good fantasy players. But let's start with a question that we always start with in our – not always, but mostly always start with in our 30 teams in over 30 days series. What is the most interesting fantasy thread going into the season for the Chicago Bulls? Well, for me, it's the addition of Jabari Parker and how that affects the likes of Laurie Markkinen and Zach Levine, right? We've seen Parker be a 20-point-per-game scorer when he plays big minutes. Um, so can there really be three 18-to-20-point scorers on this team? Like, is that a possibility? I'm, I'm not sure about that. Um, I mean, if they're going to play, at a, hopefully, at a higher pace – this year, I believe they were 10th in pace last year, uh, which is a good sign for all you fantasy owners out there. And they're going to spread the floor out now that they have a Wendell Carter Jr., who they ended up um, drafting, who could be probably one of the uh, best uh, pickups in the draft. Could be the best player in this draft. I, I wouldn't put money on that, but it, he, he could be. Um, the Time will tell of how good Wendell Carter is going to be. Uh, Chandler Hutchinson allegedly is a decent bench piece. Uh, they're going to be able to spread that floor out with Jabari and uh, Zach Levine and Chris Dunn all being able to get to the hoop a little bit more when Lowry Markin and, and Wendell Carter Jr. are able to stand around and hit threes. Like that's just going to open up lanes. Uh, I, I, there is a way this is one of the most interesting offenses uh, in the East, uh, in the Eastern Conference. Well, in the sense that, listen, I think you're going to love matching up against these guys in DFS too. Dunn is probably a pretty good defender, but other than that. Oh, they're guys- all, they're all, other than Dunn, who is an excellent defender, they're all trash defenders. I don't I'm not trying to say they're going to win games. No, no, so that's my point, though, right? I don't care about winning games. I care about winning fantasy leagues. Well, and that's my point is, right, there's going to be a lot of track meets on this team because they're going to score. Definitely. So there's going to be a lot of track meets, and that's, I mean, that's something you want to face, right? If if the Bulls aren't going to play any defense, 
if I'm streaming, I think I'm going to be targeting guys playing the Bulls relatively frequently because I'm looking at some of these defenders and going, man, you can't guard anybody. And it's just going to be up and down. And and if you are uh, looking at matchups, probably playing the Bulls, even last year playing the Bulls was probably a, a good sign for someone you're picking up thinking about streaming. Uh, the Bulls are going to be a great team to stream against because they're just they're just not going to play defense. And uh, I'm totally okay with that. But uh, I think you're right. The addition of Jabari Parker on the team is going to be the most interesting thing, how that affects the usage rate of uh, Larry Markadon, who was the best fantasy player on this team last year. Is Lowry Markin still the best fantasy player on this team this year? Yeah, I think so. Um, if, if you listen to Mark's rankings, that's not the case. I mean, we can talk about that in a minute. The thing about Markkinen that I'm interested to see is the thing – okay, so first I'll say the thing I don't like, and then I'll say the thing I'm interested to see. It's 0.6 blocks and 0.6 deals last year. You don't love to see that from someone you are going to pick in the top 50 potentially. Like is Yahoo ADP's 51.1? Yeah, that's a little that's a little high, but not terribly high, just simply because of the rest of his skill set. Half a block, half a steal, a little over half a block, a little over half the steal is is much, much better than 0.2 steals and and a half a block. You know, like it's not terrible, but it's also not good. So I'll ask you this too. Uh, The bench looks poor. So is Hoiberg going to run some of these guys some more minutes this year? Like we'll talk, Markkinen got 29.7 a game last year. Chris Dunn got 29.3. Like, is he going to bump these guys to 32, 33 minutes? Because, I mean, there's not a great bench. I mean, we could talk maybe Robin well, Lopez or Wendell Carter. Like, In in the uh, backcourt, you got to have the feeling that this is going to be Zach Levine and, and Chris Dunn and just, just running quite a bit of minutes out there. Uh, that's who they're trying to allegedly build the team. Uh, around is Zach Levine. They paid him a, a ton of money. If I'm uh, in the front office of the Chicago Bulls, they should be building the team around Lowry Marketing and probably Wendell Carter Jr. Chris Dunn is a great piece. I don't know if he's more of a Marcus Smart type of six man or if he could actually develop into a good um, distributor. Uh, Zach Levine, like like we've mentioned already, is a terrible defender. Um, but there's just no one else here. Like Cameron Payne, I mean, are we really talking about Cameron Payne right now? Did I really say Cameron Payne's name out loud right now? But he's the backup point guard here. That's just not going to happen. Denzel Valentine is probably going to be the backup point guard on this team. Yeah, so, I mean, you you push Markinen up to 32 minutes, if we're talking about him, right? There's probably 17, 18 points a game in that. There's probably two and a half threes. Like, there's some sexy things here. Uh, well, my- I, I don't know. Like the uh, the backcourt, uh, there's no depth. But the front court, you got Robin Lopez and Wendell Carter Jr. You have uh, Jabari Parker, who could technically play the four, and you have Larry Market, and you have Bobby Portis. I, I do think there is a little bit of a of a crowded front court there. So I'll say this about Markman. Are you super interested in him at his ADP? Right, I said fifty one point one on Yahoo. He is ranked sixty second on ESPN. Like. Uh- if you're telling me he's only going to play 30 minutes a game like he did last year, I'm not super interested in him at pick 60. 
if you're if you're going to tell me that he's going only going to play like thirty minutes, yeah, I'm not interested. Um, I well, I was saying this earlier to somebody is that last year, due to the uh, Nico Miritich, um, Bobby Portis fiasco, which we debated, I think quite quite a bit during the beginning of last season's podcast. Um, <clears throat> Once Bobby Portis, for some reason, sucker punched uh, Nico Miritich, who is a beautiful uh, bearded man, and that basically sealed the deal that Nico had to be traded. Uh, Lowry Marketing got the start because Nico was in the hospital and Bobby Portis was rightfully suspended. So that means that the Bulls were not going to start Lowry Marketing last year which means they often don't make good decisions about the rotation. They don't make good decisions about in like last year, they had to trade Nico this year. They need to trade Bobby Portis or Robin Lopez. One of those guys has to go. And I I do think they will eventually, even if it is for kind of scraps, hopefully it's not for Cameron Payne. Oh, don't worry. We can't trade for Cameron Payne again. We already still have him on the damn team. Um, I'm glad we got a lot for Taj Gibson's career. There it is. Everybody at home, drink. Um, But they're going to have to move one of those guys to free up this space. But that's what worries me, and I'm I'm jumping around a little bit. That's what worries me about Wendell Carter Jr. They weren't going to give Larry Market in the start. They're definitely, I would say, they're almost definitely not going to give Wendell Carter the start unless he really is just impressing everybody in training camp. And so you're going to see Robin Lopez at 26 minutes, probably Wendell Carter at 26 minutes, Bobby Portis at 24 minutes. You're just not going to see any of those guys get, I think, enough minutes to uh, to give them a boost in their normal fantasy value. Lowry Marketing, I'm going to say, is the exception. I th- everybody seems to know that that guy is special, that that guy um, has something uh, that could be all-star level offensive talent. And I'm going to say he does get a bump of minutes to probably around 32 uh, at, at the very least. That probably makes him a somewhere in a, a 50 to 50, 60 ranked player overall in the season, uh, considering his age, how much he could possibly improve. But that's where you're going to have to draft him. So drafting him at value, I would do that if that's the skill set I need and only for that reason. You're not getting a bargain on Larry Marketing this year. Yeah, and that's kind of what's going to steer me away from him in a lot of leagues, I think, is I just don't really feel like I'm getting – I don't feel like there's a lot of ceiling at the pick I'm going to pick him either. Like, I don't really see a way where he takes this huge leap forward into the top, like, 20 or 30. I think I'm kind of just picking him right where he's going to end up, and that's that's okay, yeah. but that's not a great idea in, in fantasy. If you do that with every pick, you're, you're probably not going to come out very well. Yeah, and, and some of the mocks I've been doing, once you start getting into that fifth, sixth round – you have some decisions to make about whether you want to take a take a swing at someone with high upside, like um, I, you know, sometimes John Collins doesn't even actually fall this low, but everybody's on Johnny Collins, so there's a swing you could take at. Um, I know people are in Tatum uh, around this time period, but you you got to look at Larry Markin as someone who has upside being just 21 years old, I think uh, who shoots a good free throw percentage for his position. hits a lot of threes can score and get rebounds. 
Like that's a pretty good player to have in your mid rounds. It's a safe. I need to solidify uh, my big stats type of pick. And I'm totally okay with you going with him over, uh, in my opinion, someone like um, Blake Griffin, who's probably only, who's going to have better per game stats. Right. But is probably going to only play 50-some games. Oh, if they're the only two men on the board, give me Laurie Markkinen. Yeah. But... Like, Aaron, would you rather have Aaron Gordon or would you rather have Laurie Markkinen? Uh, man, I'm, that's a tough one. Give me Laurie Markkinen. I, I'm thinking Markkinen, too. I, I think we maybe Markkinen takes a little bit of a step forward. I'm getting tired of the waiting for Aaron Gordon to – to take this big leap he's supposed to take. I don't think it's ever really going to happen. I think Aaron yeah. Gordon kind of is what he is. Yeah, and that, that he's in a situation too, and we'll talk about this when we get to Orlando, uh, where there's a, a, a he's there's even a bigger bunch up in the uh, front court in Orlando. So, Dude, they uh, traded for people who aren't even going to play minutes, but we won't talk about that today. We will not talk about today. That could take forever. Uh, would you rather have Nico Miritich or Lowry Marketing? Now, see, that's pretty interesting because Miritich has some upside in the steal and block categories that I don't think Markkinen does. And Other than that, they're very similar. They're very similar. I, I think I'd take Nico, and that's not a slight online Markkinen. That's more I'm kind of a big Nico Miritich fan. I'm with you there. You know, it would be really cool if both of them were on your actual basketball team and they were actually, you know, just like played really well together so- and – that would be really cool. That would be really great if both of them were on your team instead of Bobby Portis, who's never figured out how to play defense once in his entire career. I am so surprised that when he punched that dude in the face, they didn't just tell him, like, see ya. Because that's what I would have done, man. I would have just caught you and, like, man, we I, can't have you anymore. Sorry. Yeah, my theory is, is still that uh, something uh, fair, maybe fairly nasty was said or that the rest of the team just didn't like Nico Miritich, that Nico was trying to take over the team. There's some rumors about that. Uh, well, we don't have to get into Bulls rumor podcast. We, uh, Bulls rumors. That's our new, that's our next pod. We're gonna slide I mean, that one up. You're gonna get plenty of Bulls rumors throughout the season. Uh, all you long term listeners know that. So, you know, but I'm not gonna get into it. Let's stick to the fantasy and let. So you you think you 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 would draft Lowry Market and first out of any of these Bulls? But I think there's another guy that Mark has ranked higher, um, who is also like like we already talked about is going to have probably a bump in minutes, definitely going to be the starter, and that's Chris Dunn. Uh, Chris Dunn is currently ranked in Mark's rankings 40th, which is pretty damn high. But when you look at how elite um, in in 29 minutes um, Chris Dunn's steals were, he was averaging two a game. He's probably going to average around two a game. He's going to get good assists. He had six assists last year in 29 minutes. His field goal percentage was a little low at at about 43%, but that's not entirely terrible. Um, There's not a lot of point guards out there who are going to give you a half a block and two steals a game while still contributing in uh, well in assists, rebounds, about four a game. And then, and not murdering you somewhere else in like turnovers or in, in um, I guess not shooting threes or um, having a really really bad percentage somewhere. That's just not um, that's not really Chris Dunn's game. Like he, he's a, he's following a lot, I think, in drafts. 
you have Yadus, uh, Yadus, Yadus, the new number one fancy uh, mock draft site. Uh, Yahoo's average uh, draft pick position, that's what, that's what it stands for, is 104. Yeah, so sign me up for that. If I can get Chris Dunn after pick 100, that sounds real sexy. Um, I, I think Chris Dunn and, and Larry Markin are kind of in that same range for me, like that 50-60 range if I'm doing rankings. like You're right, he's elite in, in seals. His assist rate, I think we talked about this in a previous pod. There's like the few guys who get around 10. Then there's like a couple guys who get like seven or eight. And then there's a a nice group of six, right? Like that's kind of the third. That's kind of the new, that's kind of the new normal for point guards. Over six assists. Right. So that's, that's a good number Uh, the four rebounds are good. So yeah, I mean, sign me up for this. Uh, ESPN's ADP or ESPN's rank is 56. I think that's about right. And on Yahoo, right? Like if I can pick this guy at pick 70, I'm pretty happy. And, and he's not even going to 104. So people aren't really going to be seeing him in their queue. And if I can snag him at like 70, 75, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. If you're playing Yahoo and you, I've seen him slip into the nineties a lot. And it's just like, well, I, that's not going to happen in a real draft with uh, actual people who know what they're talking about. Um, but I do see him going in that 50, 60 range for people who either didn't get a good guard, uh, a, a guard at the beginning of the draft or has one good guard and wants to solidify that with another guard who maybe, you know, his, his free throw percentage is not great. Um, he doesn't attempt a whole lot of uh, free throws and that might change with the, so you watch a lot more bulls than me. He had, so when he went to Minnesota, when he came from Minnesota, he had the reputation of like a real bad shooter, like real yeah, bad, like a terrible. So, so shooter. It, it, the, the limited action I've seen, he's been, Below league average, but I wouldn't say like horrible. Like some people made it seem like when he was in Minnesota. So you watch a lot more Bulls than me. Maybe you can tell me: is he really, really bad? Is he somewhere near the average? Is he maybe even good? I mean, I don't think we have any numbers to support him being good, but maybe you have a different thought. He's not a good shooter, um, but he's made pretty, I, I would say, um, impressive improvements. Uh, it did look like he got better, a little bit more comfortable as the year went on last year. He gets to the rim fairly well, and I think that's uh, that helps uh, boost his field goal percentage. Uh, he did shoot thirty two percent from three point, um, so from three. So that is like I know he's not going to make a lot. He's only going to make one, so he's not going to kill you in threes. But you know, he's one is the new, you know, half of half of three, I guess. Um, well, and that's considerably below league average, like 36. Yes. The league average was in the 36 percentile range last year, like 36.2. So, yeah, he's not he's not a good shooter, um, but I think he is uh, finding ways to score where it makes sense. You're not you're definitely not picking him up to um, boost your percentages or your points. Yeah, but I mean, if he plays 32 minutes. I mean, he's probably going to score you like 14, 15 points. Like, that's not terrible. No, not at all. He's not a, a Rondo-type player. Um, he's he's going to score because he can, he can get to the rim pretty well. And um, you're, you're really looking at Chris Dunn as probably one of the last guys on the board who is going to give you elite, uh, elite steals and above-average assists. After that, it's a pretty hard drop-off. I know... 
Uh, a lot of people have left. Uh, let Jeff Teague slide. Ricky Rubio's down there, but you know there are certain things about their games that you're like, hey, I'm, I'm not a fan of this or I'm not a fan of that. Uh, so those guys are kind of like, I'd say, in the same tier. But to me, Chris Dunn has – we know who Ricky Rubio is. We know who Jeff Teague is. Chris Dunn has the ability to get a little bit better, and that's why I'd put him at the top of that tier. Oh, no way, man. I'll take Jeff Teague over him all day and twice mm-hmm. on Sunday. But that's, that's a little right. aggressive. Well, I think Jeff Teague's a top 50 player, and I think Chris Dunn is just outside that. But, I mean, they're, we're splitting hairs there. They're both yeah. good. They're, both good. they're in the same tier. Um. Yeah, we talked about Jeff Teague in the uh, Minnesota Timber Bulls podcast that is already out there. So go check that out and the rest of our 30 for 30. Um, can't say 30 for 30. That's copyrighted, Tyler. Uh, 30 teams in over 30 days series. All right. We got the two obvious fantasy players out of the way. We kind of got a good feel for them. Uh, they're both young, so they both have the ability to improve. They could see a little bit of bump in their uh, in their production, in their rankings. Uh, Mark's really liking Chris Dunn. Um, got him ranked 40th overall. I think it's a little and high for me. If you remember, though, Mark was really high on Chris Dunn last year. Yeah. And it comes down to the fact that he's a real good defensive stats contributor and that really boosts your rankings right like steals and assists are rare and that's what chris dunn gives you and and a half a block from a point guard like that's in the top 20 percent of point yeah. guards right like it's up there you're uh yeah you're 100 right uh but those two guys we know they're going to be drafted who else are you targeting in a 12 team standard league draft and maybe not targeting but how many more guys on this team would you expect to go in a standard 12-team draft? Okay, so expect to expect that they get picked or would Expect I... that they get drafted. Okay. Uh, Not you would draft, but expect to be three. drafted. All right, I'm with you. How and many of those guys do you like? Do I like? Well, I mean, obviously, it, it, I guess, depends a lot on their their ADP and whatnot. Um, how, just how many of those guys do you like? I'm not going to own Zach Levine. Like, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, I figured that one out. Um, Jabari Parker, I might, and, and we'll get a g- good discussion about him in. And then Wendell Carter Jr., man, if if he lasts to one of my last two picks – I'm okay, maybe, but I just don't really think that he's going to get the minutes. So he's probably in this, and we talk about this tier of rookies maybe every year, right? I'm going to let someone else draft him. Hope he stinks at the beginning because we're playing Robin Lopez and Bobby Portis and we're not playing Wendell Carter Jr. The person who owns him gets frustrated and either wants to trade or drop Wendell Carter Jr. And then I can acquire Wendell Carter Jr., partway through the season, like around Christmas time, and then get the back half of the season, which I think will be a lot better than the front half of the season for him. Yeah, so we, I think we are uh, we are on the same page for the rest of this. Uh, you you were pretty dead on about Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, with Robin Lopez still there, with Bobby Portis still there, I think a lot of people saw what Wendell Carter Jr. did in um, in Summer League, and they're excited about his game. He's got, And I am very excited about his game. I think he is going to be an incredible – 
um, basketball, just NBA player, but also a very, very good fantasy player with the ability to hit threes, the ability to block shots, um, kind of that new age center where centers need to be able to hit threes now. Like that's just a fact. Um, and in fantasy, you want to start looking for those types of guys. Mark's got him uh, ranked 117th, playing 26 minutes a game. And that feels maybe a little generous um, until the latter half of the season, maybe even um, all-star break. So, because, Like I said, the Bulls are not great at doing mid-season trades. So they're probably going to wait till the, the, the trade deadline to to move someone to get more playing time for Wendell Carter Jr., someone like Robin Lopez, which means on the flip side, they're going to be playing Robin Lopez at the beginning of the season to showcase how good he is in order to build uh, hype, in order to trade someone like that. So you're, you, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head that Wendell Carter is not going to play at the beginning of the season. The owner is going to get frustrated with him and is going to drop him because if you pick up Wendell Carter, you're going to have to hold on to him and just deal – with the mediocre minutes until the latter, latter half of the season, I, I'm not sure that's worth it. Yeah, so I'll say two things about about all that that you said there. Um, I think every GM in the league should know what Robin Lopez is. So I don't know, like, I think this whole showcasing narrative. No, is, there's still the old mentality in, in Chicago. They have no idea what they're doing. You know, they're I gonna, mean, like, they're going to showcase like, them. Like, they did it with not... Nico, and they won eight games, and for some reason, uh, they got themselves out of the running for Luka Doncic. So, just... but beyond that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that it's showcasing so much as it's just saying, "Look, this guy's not that old, right? He can still play twenty-eight minutes a game. He can still play twenty. That's the same minutes a game. It's the same concept." Um, but I think more than anything that teams get worried that this person's going to go, you know, he's going to riot and say, I'm not playing anymore. Right. Like, like the Kings, I think no, had this last year. That's not going to happen. It's just like, like they're worried that the play. Well, but see, like if the player gets unhappy, we saw with Nerlens Noel, right? Like the trade that Dallas made for Nerlens Noel was not near as big as it would have been had Nerlens Noel not been like, I'm not going to play if you're not going to play me big minutes. Sure. But Robin Lopez isn't going to do that. Okay. So that's he's fair. Just not. Robin Lopez I, I just, is not that type of player. Um, and also he's, he's going to, I mean, like, like I said, he is well, going I think to play. Bobby Portis is that type of player, right? Like Perhaps. If, if Bobby Portis is getting no minutes, is he going to be like, yo man, you guys, He'll probably punch um, someone so he can get more minutes. It um, seems to be what he's, so, he does. So leading through that theory, I, I, I think that Mark's 26 minutes breaks down sort of like this. He's projecting probably 20 minutes at the beginning of the season. And then that goes on till January or February. Yeah. Like, right? like, and, and then thir- it's yeah, 30 minutes for the second half. Right, and then so you know what I mean, and then the, the minutes yeah. are out to twenty six. That's su- that's super fair, and I think you know that's pretty pretty dead on. I think you kind of you, you hit Wendell Carter pretty pretty good on the head. Unlike hopefully Bobby Portis does not do that, so I can see Wendell Carter. Oh, Portis. Um, so let's talk about the other let's two. Just guys. Get the, I want to get this Bobby Portis thing out of the way, man, just real quick because it's it's been bugging me. Okay. ESPN yeah. rank on Bobby Portis. 106. How is that possible? How? How is that possible? How how is how is he being drafted at 139 in in Yahoo? 
So, I mean, like, okay, I get it. He gets his. He gets points. He's got to get some rebounds. What else is he doing? He's hitting some threes, maybe? A three? Like, come on. There's guys who do that kind of stuff later in the draft. In fact, there's two guys on this team who do it better than him who will probably be available near the end of your standard league draft. But I'm so, not touching. I'm not touching Bobby Portis in yeah. standard league. Like, I might stream him, but well, if you draft him, man, I think you're doing it wrong because there's no upside there. There's no upside for 30 minutes. Like no team, even if they traded Bobby Portis tomorrow, no team is playing that dude 30 minutes. Yeah, avoid Bobby Portis. He can't play defense. Everybody just avoid Bobby Portis. Um, let's talk about the guy we don't want to talk about that much. The guy we don't like that much, and that's Zach Levine. Um, Zach Levine's getting a lot of hype. I feel like going into this year, ESPN's got him ranked 53rd. Yahoo's average uh, ADP anyway is is about 70, and Mark's got him ranked at 104. And I feel like this is another uh, good um, showcase of why Mark's projections are are pretty dead on. Uh, I don't know how everyone's ranked Zach Levine so high when um, he didn't look that great last season after, after his surgery coming back, he shot under 40%. Um, Do I think that's what he's going to do this year? No, I think he's going to be better. I think he's going to work at it, but in Minnesota playing 37 minutes a game, which he will not play in Chicago. He was the 62nd player on average when he was healthy shooting about 46% getting less than a steal, three assists, three rebounds, and 19 points and two and a half threes. Like, what? what is there to be intrigued about there? Your His usage couldn't get any higher. His minutes couldn't get any higher. I guess well, his, us- I, his usage, sorry, his usage could get higher, but his minutes couldn't get any higher. I hear people saying, too, that, like, oh, he's a 20-point-per-game scorer. Like, he couldn't score 20 a game when he got 37 minutes a night. Yeah. Like, what's he going to do, play all 48? Okay, maybe then he scores 20 minutes, but he's also going to be so dead tired he can't move, so probably not. Like, could he score 20 points a game this season? It's certainly possible with the pace that the Bulls will probably run at, the lack of defense that they will play, uh, the amount of shots he will get up. Is it possible? Yes. But, like, fantasy-wise, what else is he doing for you? Here's an interesting question for, for me. Who scores more, Parker or Levine? Probably Levine. That's a good question, though. I it could Jabari, go either way. Jabari's average twenty points a game in his career. That's true. I mean, they're, they're both they're both kind of coming off this ACL. I think Parker scores more, and I think I'm in the minority in that thought. But I would say if you're saying who's the leading scorer on the Bulls, give me Jabari Parker. I can't argue against that. I, I would go with Levine. Uh, I think Levine's really, really going to try to take this team over and act like it's his team. Um, though it's kind of weird, the the marketing around Parker is like he came home. Uh, he's doing a lot of stuff in the community right now, and they're calling him, you know, Chicago's Jabari Parker. Like, so they're going to showcase him too. Uh, hopefully that is, I mean, it'll probably just create a rift between the two of them, and it'll be really annoying. Uh, but yeah, like, you gotta remember J- too. Jabari could easily be the, the leading scorer here. He got 20 a game playing with Giannis. Now, that was the year Middleton was hurt. But he got 20 a game playing with Giannis. I mean, that's, yeah, that's impressive. But, like, fantasy-wise, Zach Levine's going to get you hit threes and, some po- and, and a good amount of points. But isn't 
Harrison Barnes going to give you a good amount of points and actually give you rebounds? And isn't like D'Angelo Russell going to give you a good amount of points and some assists? Like if you need points, they're around, they're around in these, in, in this tier where he's actually going, he, he doesn't deserve to be drafted that high. Here's the discussion for me. I think this was where it ends. If it's a Mike only draft, are you picking him in the top 100? No. Yeah, me neither. So, no. like, you pick him at fifty-three, you pick him at seventy. Okay, well, you you enjoy him, you love him. Yeah, um, he is, He's not my top one hundred. He might finish in the top one hundred, but he's not my personal top one hundred. Right, but Jabari so, Parker is. Oh yeah, I'm there. I'm with you on that one for sure. So like, what do you like about Jabari Parker more than you like about Zach Levine? So, okay, I think Jabari's going to give me six rebounds, mm-hmm. which. Okay, we not, might not be a ton, but I think he's going to give me two and a half to three assists. Okay, it's just decent. Like it's not anything great. He's going to yeah. give me a steal. He's going to be probably point four to point five blocks a game. But here's the, the big difference for me, right? He's going to shoot forty eight, forty nine percent from the field. And he shot forty eight point two percent coming off an ACL. Yeah, he he still looked pretty decent. And I think he's going to score more. I mean, I, I already said that. So more rebounds, more assists, more points. Sign me up. And I think you just made the case for Jabari Parker. So everybody out there who is drafting Zach Levine over Jabari Parker, I think you got to stop. Um, everyone who's looking at the rankings and the average draft positions. So you got ESPN ranking Zach at 53 and Jabari at 90. And you got Yahoo Draft at 70 for Zach and 107 for Jabari Parker. So, one, I don't even think Zach Levine's ceiling is 70. And two, if he's ranked that high and drafted that high, you're you're not gonna he's not gonna fall to you. You're not gonna get any value out of that pick. So it's to me, Jabari Parker all the way. I think he's being overlooked in in drafts right now. I'm with you there. I wouldn't go super crazy high on him. I think you mentioned it, right? Like, there's Harrison Barnes. There's other kind of similar guys to yeah. There's some players. similar guys in in, in this uh, in this area. Uh, if you don't terribly like Harrison Barnes, Jabari Parker is a lot like Harrison Barnes. Um, you can swap those guys in and out. I feel. Yeah, and and here's the crazy part. Um, they they added Luka Doncic in Dallas, so Jabari's points are yeah. Jabari's points might go back to 20 or pretty close. And Harrison Barnes's might come down from 20 a little bit. Yeah. So Jabari might even be a little bit better this year. Mm, interesting. You want to, you want to put that on the board as a bet Parker over Harrison Barnes? Uh, no, but I will put on the board that Parker is better than Parker leads the bulls in scoring over Zach Levine. All right. Put that on the board. I'm not going to bet against that, but I like, I like that. Uh, I like that one. That's a good call. Um, let's talk about deep leagues real quick before we in the Chicago Bulls preview. Um, Dizzo, Dizzo Washington. Dizzo Washington is a fantastic actor. Uh, one of the greatest uh, cops or villains of all time. The Dizzo Valentine is pretty much him and, and Justin Holiday are pretty much the only two other people on this team who are going to play wing and are going to get minutes on this team. So I know Justin Holiday. Um, he does seem to get a little traction. 
out there every once in a while. I, I don't think he's a standard league player, but he's a good stream if you want some points and stuff. But he's going to get less play with Jabari in town, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but both Justin Holiday and Dizel Valentine are both probably good deep league types of picks because they are going to get the bulk of the bench minutes on this team. I'm fine with all that. I would just um, – I would be a little concerned about drafting Justin Holiday, just in the sense that he's got an ADP of like 130, 140 on Yahoo, and he's got a ESPN rank that's up there a little bit too. And that just yeah, seemed a little, a little too high. It seemed a little too high. Um, give me Robin Lopez maybe in a deep league, right? We talked about he's probably going to play some minutes at the beginning of the season. Um, yeah, some uh, solid I'll, rebounds. And I'll snag those minutes and, and then either look to trade or just look to dump him, like, if he gets traded and he's not playing as much. Yeah, he's a he's good off, off offensive rebounder for those of you who like to play uh, leagues that for some reason use offensive rebounds for no reason because that no one cares. Uh, pretty good offensive rebounder in the in the league in general. Yeah, so there's the Bulls, man. That's, that's all I got to say about him. That is the Chicago Bulls. Uh, if you guys are liking our 30 games in over 30 days – uh, series, please uh, rate and review this podcast and whatever you're listening to. Uh, if you want to further support the show, tell a friend, tell somebody in your league, tell your entire league. I know it might not give you a competitive edge like it has in the past, but um, it helps us out. And if you really want to help, uh, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You're going to get exclusive, exclusive content, exclusive podcasts leading up to the uh, season to help you prepare for your draft, uh, exclusive mock drafts, and uh, also entry to Tyler's Dynasty League or Mike's Boring Redraft League, along with some other features that you can check out on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Tyler P. Watts. Beautiful. And you can find me at watch the boxes. That's it for the Chicago Bulls, and we will see you next time.